Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all let it grow together. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition, episode 14 of Let It Grow Investing. Uh, it's Monday the 20th at about 2.54, and market is getting pretty destroyed today. Um, where are we at? Oh, boy. Just looked at the portfolio, and it is all red, except for a couple here. Lucid is somehow... Posting a gain, I guess, on that EPA news of the 520-mile range on the Lucid Air, their EV. Um, but everything else is getting getting hammered. Uh, Pepsi was in there in the green for me earlier. But uh, even there, you know, about a point down now or about a percent down. So what's going on out there? And, you know, thanks for stopping back in. Um, you know, as always, I've got the different links. If you're looking to open another account or um, start crypto or get into a, a side account with the Weeble, uh, they're all all the, the links are in the description. And uh, you know, today, just want to kind of take a look at the news, what's going on, what we're buying, what we're looking at. Um, you know, trying to keep some cash ready for a further dip. You know, it's only Monday. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit better by, I don't know, Thursday-ish. Hopefully, we can take some more red over the next couple days, find a bottom, trade a little sideways, and then hopefully, we don't just get a dead cat bounce, as they call it, you know, when we get that day of green, and then it's just more red. So, hopefully, we see kind of that bottoming, and it, it tests that level there for a while. And we can move forward from here. But I mean, as we've talked about before, there's a lot of fear out there The you know, between supply chain and shipping and Delta variant news and, you know, our debt limit, we got to raise the debt or, or, uh, you know, the government shutdown is pending again, as it tends to do every couple of years. Um, so there's a lot out there that we're just unsure of, which makes it really hard to, uh, to plan for what's going on. But, uh, you know, one of the things that's bringing the market down today is, uh, you know, like we had talked about, there's always a seasonal sell-off. Um, and I think that is coming into play with this uh, China's Evergrande um, development company. They're kind of saying it's comparable to the collapse of Lehman Brothers when that happened in uh, 07, 08 timeframe. And we're basically facing um, $300 billion worth of outstanding debt that they might not be able to pay on if, uh, if they can't raise capital. Uh, and some people are saying, you know, what does China's retail development have anything to do with, you know, uh, I don't know, pick a stock, J&J or Apple, whatever. Um, but there, there is a big ripple effect in how it is connected to other companies and uh, how things are intertwined and, and everything's kind of connected. So when you see that debt that it, that they need to pay back, who owns that debt? And one of the big ones is uh, 
uh, Goldman Sachs. So Goldman Sachs is getting pulled down. I'm sure pretty heavily today. I haven't looked at Goldman specifically, but let's take a look here. Um, Goldman down is down 4.72%, which truthfully I thought it was going to be worse. Um, but you know, so all the banking stocks are going to be down. All the uh, energy stocks are down. Yeah, Citi's down five and a half percent. So when we see that, you know, this this big player is, you know, going to default on all these uh, loans that they have out or all this debt that they have out, it affects a little bit of everyone. It affects all the the builders and the people who run the different, you know, like Caterpillar. It's going to affect anyone that's got any kind of ties to China, either monetarily or if, you know, they need material or equipment, things like that. It's going to kind of drag everyone with it. Um, so when when that we have that, you know, we obviously have these different opportunities, but we want to know when is a good point to buy and when is the water safe to get back in. You know, we certainly don't want to catch a falling knife, you know, let it fall. That's pretty much pretty much commonplace theory is let it drop. Um, you know, we don't know that this red is we're done pretty much. You know, if you want to tiptoe into a couple things, I mean, I, I've nibbled here and there. Some of the things that I think aren't really as heavily tied to China, um, albeit, you know, everything is kind of interconnected in one way or another, even like if an ETF that holds a a bunch of a bunch of different stocks that are in China and say, you know, um, pick one. Facebook is in that ETF and the ETF gets sold off. It'll bring Facebook down as there's more sell side pressure. Um, so when you have those ETFs that just will uh, move up and down with the flows of the market and, you know, Apple's in probably the most amount of ETFs which I think it's over 300 roughly. So when, you know, those ETFs sell off based on anything, it's going to bring everything down with it. And, you know, Apple has ties to China anyhow, just an example. But, um, you know, so we want to make sure we're, we're seeing the bottom before we just start buying because, you know, 3% is 3%. But if it drops another 3% tomorrow, you'll, you'll wish that you waited and, and you had some of those signs that uh you know the water was fine so we can look at a couple different things we can look at momentum if you uh are on a brokerage and you turn on the momentum indicators you're going to see red and green along with the, the the price chart to see if there's more buying or selling and we can also see you know where where the price is going on a moving average basis so generally speaking they you're going to look at the 50 day moving average or a 200 day moving average. And a lot of different stocks are breaking through that 200 day. So we want to see a bottoming as to where we're going to get to. And then we want to maybe possibly see some movement back above that average to know that there's an indicator that we're going to go up from there. So you can certainly look at the chart. I'm, I'm not a, an expert on charts by any stretch, but you know, use any different things that are, out there to kind of get a gauge as to if the water's fine to get back in. Um, what else do we got? Um, taking a look here at uh, some of these different changes in the market today. 
so Blackstone, ooh, Blackstone's getting beat up too, um, was probably one of my silent winners. Uh, they were up like 90% this year. I've got a total gain right now of about 252%. And that's dropped about, I don't know, probably 15 to 20% in the last couple of days. It's been been getting beat up pretty good, but I mean, it's had such a run. But they they are also have some money tied to uh, China and some of the the Evergrande um, debt. So they're them and BlackRock, J.P. Morgan. I think they're connected into it somehow. Um, they all have some some money fears of where they're going to be going. So it's definitely keep an eye on on where it is, but also know that some of the sell side pressure is not simply just uh china fears but there is the hedge funds that we that we knew were going to be happening you know i think last episode or two back we had talked about this sell coming everyone kind of knew it and i was starting to think that we had gotten to that point where everyone already knows this information so it can't happen like everyone was predicting it so maybe it's not going to be as bad as we thought but uh, then this this Chinese news came out with uh, the uh, the default on these loans, and we kind of saw that you know there, there's more to it, and this might just be the peak of it. So sometimes we we take a look at the things that are are knowns, and we kind of get an idea of what's going to happen. But then we have one of these black swan events where something that we're not anticipating will make it amplified. So you've got a bunch of downward pressure. There's there's not too much buying going on out there. Uh, like I said, the only one that I have in the green is uh Lucid and you know, they're they're up 3 and a half percent. Uh I did make a watch list simply for the podcast so we can check back up on some of those names and the only one that I have in the green there is Hippo. H-I-P-O. Um, other ones are getting destroyed. Matterport down about 12%. Uh, Fubo TV, 8.5%. Affirm holding down to 106. So, I mean, there's there's all sorts of all sorts of red, but I, we don't, I, I'm not buying any of these names yet. I'm gonna wait for some of these higher growth names to come down even further because they're more amplified on on the swings of ups and downs. So, you know, if there's if there's names big blue chip names that you're watching, you know, you can certainly take a a, a stab at it on some of these smaller movements. You know, for example, I mean like Qualcomm down to 131. Um, you know, they were at 140, what were they at? What's the high here? They were at 167 in July. Oh, no, in January. Where are we at? And they were recently at like 145. So, you know, they've come down a good bit. And if that's a name that you're comfortable with, I mean, they they had that bad news of Apple not getting the satellite phones. And if they did, it was going to be a Qualcomm chip. So they dropped on that news. Now they're dropping a bit further today, but uh, I, I think we're probably going to get to the a bottom here for them, maybe around that 130 mark. We've had previous uh, support around 123 and 125, roughly, on that chart. When I'm looking at a one year uh, back in March and May, 
I see some support there. So hopefully we find some support in some of these names. And like I'm saying, you can certainly put those limits in. You know, I had some limits set this morning and I lowered them when I woke up because I, I checked the crypto. I checked uh, pre-market and I saw just more more red than I wanted to see. So I knew, you know, I got to go and change these uh, these buy limits because I know they're going to trigger early. And I mean, as I had said on the Facebook group, I know when we have this amount of red from some of these hedge fund sales, that when the market opens, we're going to see a lot of retail investors sell off too. So it's going to amplify and people are going to be running uh, for safety or at least running to get into cash rather than have their, their money tied up in some of these names, especially the growth stocks. So those are going to sell hard. And like I said, anything with China today, uh, going to sell hard also. So, um, what did we buy today? Uh, bought some city, bought some Apple Enphase, Lockheed, Win, SoFi, Enbridge and Caterpillar. So, uh, Cat, I saw they were getting kind of hammered over the the news that they might not be building as much in China. Um, you know, so I added at 190. Enbridge was just a, a play that I have for some dividends. Uh, that Canadian midstream pipeline company. Uh, so I picked up some of that, some more SoFi that I've been trying to build out that position. When uh, is more of a swing trade. Hopefully we can get some positive news out of Macau here soon. And they can uh, renegotiate that 20-year deal that they had to have the casinos there. Because I think that's supposed to expire next year. But So if we can get that renegotiated uh, and they can keep the doors open, that'll certainly, I, I think we'll move heavily up from here. Um, Lockheed, just getting too cheap for my liking uh end phase again you know just more of that high growth name i do think it can go down a bit but i'm going to average down on the way and we had talked about apple last time having that support at 143 and it did hold that level for a minute um let's see a chart on apple here um when i would look this morning it was like 145 i'm gonna look at the one day um it was, yeah, one, where did we open up? About, yeah, about 145, and then it dropped to 143 and and bounced back up pretty decently. Uh, and then now we're, we're, you know, we're down to 141. So it wanted to hold it, and then we just had more sell-side pressure. And hopefully we can kind of hold that level. I did add at 143 uh, a couple shares, nothing, nothing crazy. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it can definitely turn around. Uh, if it goes down, I'll be ready for that too. I'll probably buy another 7% down from here. Um, so I'll just kind of limit those buys. I have more limits set for coming down again. So when it does come down, we'll be ready. Uh, as I talked about last week, um, you know, we, we want to make sure we have that cash, cash position. So when we're selling last week, you know, I kind of was looking at, I sold some Apple, like I said, at like 155, 156. So now I can get back in cheaper. Um, so it's just kind of a position where you want to build those longs. And, you know, if you want to swing trade through some of this, you certainly can. It's definitely riskier. I'm, I'm looking to build these long positions. But um, 
yeah, I mean, it's definitely rough and hopefully we can keep an eye on it, set the, the, um, the buys, you know, depends on the name. Some of them are, you know, maybe 4% lower. Some of them got another 20% to go. Who, who really knows at this point, but you're, your bigger blue chip names aren't going to fall as far. Your your you know your tech that hasn't run so heavy isn't going to fall as far. And something like like Palantir down eight point seven percent. You know, granted they had a I don't know fifteen twenty percent run last week, so they're pulling back some of those gains. And you know, it's just all name dependent on what that multiple is going to mean, where they're going as to you know what china news is coming out so maybe set your your buy limits off of either off the chart or if you want to go with a, a set number say 20 percent down on you know a growth name is my buy point you can certainly set those and look at the names individually and keep the emotion out of it because when you look and you see that something's eight percent you think it's a sale but that doesn't necessarily mean that today or tomorrow is not going to get any worse. So just make sure that where you're buying, you're comfortable with it and know that it, it can still go down. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, you know, as I've been looking here, you know, I'm down like 3.7% on the day. So it's uh it's definitely a red one. It's definitely brutal to look at. I think overall it's probably for the best. Um, it's painful. It's definitely painful, but hopefully we can, you know, find a base and then move on forward from here. And once we start getting some good news, I think overall, we just got way too much negativity out there to really have any kind of positive movement right now. I mean, there's, there's very little positivity coming out and hopefully these earnings reports this week from, uh, I think who's going to report FedEx, um, is it Cisco? I forget who else. I know there's a couple. Uh, Nike was reporting this week. So hopefully we can get some good shipping numbers, some good retail numbers. Oh, Costco's reporting this week also. Uh, so hopefully we can get the good retail, good uh, transport, and have a positive outlook and know that these companies have got some some good things coming. And then hopefully we can kind of um, go up from, from there once we get a positive earnings or some positive news. It'll certainly make things easier uh, or, or a little bit clearer as to where we're going. If if we have bad news on those three names, I, I think we're we're in for more red. But hopefully, we can uh, regroup, get our buys uh, set. If if there's anything that you had to sell or you need to raise cash, you know, be be very uh, precise about it. Don't just go panic selling. That's certainly not a good way to to manage your portfolio, it'll certainly hurt you in the, in the long run. And, uh, if you got cash on the sidelines, go ahead and move some of it in. Cause I think it's about to be buy time, but, uh, you know, just my opinion, not, uh, not stating any facts, not telling you what to do, but I, I think it's going to be for me, uh, time to get some more money in here. All right. But thank you guys again for, uh, all the, all the support. I definitely appreciate it. It's really cool to see the podcast grow. Um, you know, I take a look at the analytics to see who's listening, what age group, where everyone's from, you know, I can get like a, a different country report as to where everyone's from. 
And I mean, right now, I think we've got someone from every continent, which is really cool. Um, there's probably about 12 countries people are listening from. Um, definitely really neat. Um, hopefully we can get to some, some different countries and I, I appreciate you liking and sharing and, uh, you know, hopefully we can help some more people out and hopefully you guys are getting value out of this also. Um, I did want to, uh, take a, another look here at crypto and, uh, you know, where we're at and, uh, you know, I mean, Bitcoin, we are down to about 43, six um support level was at like 42,000 so hopefully we can hold 40 or 42 i think there's another band of support at 40 and ethereum we're we're back down to 3029 we are you know lower than we had been after eip 1559 that that hard fork um so that's uh that's definitely brutal we're down nine percent on bitcoin ten percent on eth and ten percent eleven percent on cardano as i'm looking at this now um definitely rough and hopefully it's a good spot to start adding uh, i definitely want to build up more of a position in eth and cardano uh, i'll probably add a little bit of bitcoin if we get down to those forty thousand levels and uh I did also want to update you guys on the uh, the crypto.com card. I did end up getting my uh, card, my uh, the emerald green card is what I ended up going with. And uh, finally got that. They shipped it and uh, it was a really cool kind of display slide out kind of uh, box with the, the crypto.com logo. Um, Pretty neat, and uh, I was actually able to use it this weekend. I loaded up some some cash onto there, or sold. Uh, I think I had some USD coin, uh, the stable coin, in cash that I sold or added to the card. And so when people are saying, you know, ETH or Bitcoin is going to be real when you can spend it, um, now you can. Uh, I did it this weekend, and you know you can. At, easily from any time go ahead and uh, sell coins to to cash to put on this card it's basically a debit card uh, it is a metal card i knew that when i ordered it but it is heavier than i thought it was going to be I and mean, this thing is i mean it, it's pretty solid it, it's not flimsy at all and uh i mean it definitely has some weight to it so that's kind of cool it's a little bit different um, but i did go ahead and make a purchase um, I was a little bit surprised when I did make the purchase. We went out to grab some dinner and um, used the card. Card worked fine, no problems. But then when I pulled up the uh, crypto.com account to take a look at, you know, how how quick was it? Did it take the money out? Was it, you know, what's going on with it? It took out another 20% over what I uh, had paid for, for dinner, which I thought was kind of crazy. And at first I thought it was some sort of fee that I was paying. And I was like, man, this, this thing was too good to be true. You know, you get 3% back in Bitcoin. I get uh, free Netflix. I get free Spotify as long as I pay with that card. And uh, I mean, I think there's some different airport uh, lounge benefits, this, that, the other, um, and higher interest on my staking on crypto.com. So that was kind of like, a, and like, holy, you know, like what, what's going on? 
And then I looked, I got an email from them that this transaction had gone through. And oh, by the way, um, we hold an additional 20 plus percent uh, just in case a tip is uh, on the bill at like restaurants. So it does take a, uh, it does have that. And then once the transaction was finalized from the restaurant, it uh, just took the exact amount from the bills. We kind of went to like a fast casual place, not like a sit down type restaurant. So once that went through, it, it cleared out that extra $8 or $9 and put it back on the card. So it was kind of a, like I said, one of the moments where you think, man, I'm, I'm really getting taken here. I just signed up for this card. There's no fee to get the card, but you do have to stake crypto coin, CRO coin on crypto.com to get it and to have some of these benefits. Um, so I was kind of taken back when I saw that. I, I thought it was like some kind of loophole that I didn't know when I got it, but all went well. Uh, I haven't seen where, and I really haven't looked for it. I'm not going to not going to tell you I have, but I haven't seen where the uh, Bitcoin comes back on the card or where that 3% gets reimbursed to you. I'm sure it will. Um, but yeah, first impressions, um, it's definitely something that uh, will allow you to use your card with crypto. You can sell any different coin to, to cash to put it onto your card, and then you can spend it anywhere. Uh, it's contactless. It's got a chip. You, you know, you can swipe it, use it basically as a debit card. It's not credit and it is neat to get paid back in that Bitcoin when, when that'll actually come through. So hopefully it works as well as I anticipate and um, hopefully it uh, continues to pay me in some, some crypto for money that I was going to spend already anyhow. Uh, and one, one other strategy that I'm doing with this card is... I moved some uh, cash from my bank account to the crypto.com account and I'm staking USDC uh, on a flexible term. So then I'm getting 8% on my cash there. And as I get that cash back or get the interest, I'm adding it to the card. So I'm basically staking cash to get interest to put it on my crypto.com card. Uh, if you need help setting that up or anything, feel free to reach out. Um, it, it's definitely a bit tricky at first, uh, just to get the cash from one to the other. And then, I mean, I think everything from the crypto.com app itself is pretty straightforward, but kind of setting everything up from, from bank account to the crypto account can be a little bit tricky, but I think once you get the hang of it, it's just pretty much just like using your, your debit card or your credit card. But, uh, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Uh, thank you again for liking, sharing, subscribing, and uh, any support you guys give. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can get out there, get those buy limits set at a spot where we are comfortable, and hopefully, we got some more cash on the sidelines to to spend when when the time is right. And uh, keep an eye on your favorite names and and do your research now. Because hopefully within, uh, by the time this one will be coming out um, and, and going forward a couple days, hopefully those prices are going to be uh, near the bottom and we can start scooping them up at uh, discount levels. But that's what I got. Take care and uh, 
be safe out there in the investing world. And I'll, I'll catch you in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.